There it is. The background music. You know what, the uh, uh, Kenny, the uh, Yo MTV Raps, this is what the kind of setup was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had Ed Lover. You had Ed Lover and, 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 and Dr. Dre. Yeah. Hitting the, hitting the, uh, Ed Lover and Dre. Yep. Old school coming in here on a Friday, brisk cold Friday, little little flaky snow out there, and not too bad. But uh, old school brought to you by the Mercado Certified Piedmontese Special Ingredients and Butcher Shop located at 84th and Havelock. Uh, Kenny, first segment, man, we're going to jump right into my man, uh, Russell Wilson. I'm going to tell you what, man, Russell Wilson, he can't get a day. I, I feel bad because he can't get a day off, though. Because he liked the dude that as soon as you leave, just he, he like like what you call it here. As soon as he leave, all them all them stories start coming out. Oh lord! But but Russ but Russ but Russ just was he was up there in Seattle wilding, and it's not like bad like partying, but he really started feeling himself. That's sad though. It is. You don't need to because you know what's funny about Russell Wilson. When I was at the end of my career and I was working out. Leonard Wheeler was tra- training me, and he used to play, and so he was training a whole bunch of us. And so Chris Canty, who was a who's from Charlotte, um, was training. He played for the I think it Giants or the Cowboys at the time. He he was a, about to be a free agent, and his brother Joe Canty kind of did, you know, camps and stuff like that. So Russell Wilson is from around North Carolina area, I think, was playing at NC State. So he was coming up throwing to to Moose Muhammad mm-hmm. and those receivers, and we were doing like you know linebacker DB, but we were all together. You know how it is; everybody get together. So he was just getting getting some you know throws in, and uh, he was starting to play some baseball you know in the off season. And he was up there. I mean, cool as I mean, cool as a fan. I mean, he, he was cool, and he was like, "Yeah, man, I don't know what to do." He's like, you know, he, you know, he had good stats at NC State. He's like, they just don't think I'm that good. And it was like, and I was, and I was, was like, hey, dude, just if you play, stick it out, man. Mm-hmm. I said, cause you know, cause they were all even Chris and Joe. They was like, hey, man, he's good. And then I watched, you know, some tape of him. Like this brother can play, right? But he was always just real humble. humble. Then he got up there and got some stardom and some power. That's what it is. It's the power. So we're gonna talk about now. There's a report out now that when. You knew there was some stuff going on in Seattle, but you're kind of off the beaten path mm-hmm. up there. And that was really good for them with those big personalities. But, you know, towards the last you know year or so, Russell, Russell Wilson being up there, he requested. Now, he requested. <laughs> now, this is this. Take, I just imagine I'm just trying to imagine what GM I could walk in and say this to. I don't think there was any. I mean, let's say John Butler, because I used to always talk to him because he'd always ask about Nebraska players. But he walked in. To the owner, um, which you know, the owner in Buffalo didn't know my name until I started making plays. He'd skip over me and talk to Bruce, <laughs> Bruce and Thurman. But he he requested by to the owner to fire Pete Carroll and John, I think Schneider, uh, the GM, yeah. because who knows why? You you tra- you go in there and try to uh, to fire a Super Bowl head coach, the guy that took really, I wouldn't say took a flyer on you, but drafted you. And then also started you right away when they just spent $10 million on Matt Flynn coming from Green Bay. Majority of organizations wouldn't do that, except for Seattle, except for Pete Carroll. Now, you don't always be loyal based on, um, you know, just what they did for you, but you don't forget it. No. And 
you're not man enough to talk to Pete and, and to the GM? Because if the, you, we know this, Kenny, whether it's high school, I'll say this, whether it's high school, college, or the pros, the one position that you have a direct line to or get to the front of line to get to the head coach is the quarterback. Is the quarterback. So you're saying, trying to say to me that you couldn't go to Pete Carroll and talk to him about any type of problems? You could. You already got two rece- good receivers out there. So you got DK Metcalf and you got Lockett. Now, granted, you need some offensive linemen because remember Russ yeah. had some, you know, that he was getting hit a lot. Well, they drafted Cross from Mississippi State who ended up being first-team all-rookie and a good player. And then they got healthy about some other positions. Now, they could have probably kept Dwayne Brown, but Cross is a left tackle. But you're gonna super you you're gonna just just slide past him, and go to Big Boy's house while you having some wine out there. Probably has Sierra with you know with him and stuff like that. And you you know drinking wine out there, looking at the, one of those beautiful <laughs> lakes up there in Seattle, and say you know what man, this is good some uh, peignoir or whatever it's called, the good red. But you know what you know what at, after that last bottle we drank, I got something I really got to tell you, man. You know that coach, you know that you know, that you that been here forever. That kind of put you put us on the map. That's kind of like built Seattle into that thing and built up the twelfth, twelfth, the twelfth man. You need to get him up out of here, man. And you know what? Get his boy out of here too. I, but make sure that I stay. One word, yeah. karma. <laughs> that's why he's getting what he's getting yeah. in Denver. Yeah, but but also though, like I said, the one thing Bobby Greer told me. He said, them dudes going to be around a lot longer than you, and they petty. Yep. So they could have probably worked out a deal with Russell Wilson. Money-wise. Money-wise. I just think. But they said, you know what? They gave him too much power. You got to go. They gave him too much power. You you can't. Player, player. Right. You don't get to say who comes and who goes and stay in your lane. Right. Oh, that's what I want to ask you. Go ahead. Stay in your lane. Right. You're a player. Okay. You're, the, you're the quarterback. You're the face of this franchise. You stay in your lane. Play your role. Let's let's keep winning. Okay, let me ask you that then. So it's, whether it's Russell Wilson, A.A. Ron, Peyton Manning, who I know had some, I guess, veto power because he's the one that chose Jeff Saturday. Mm-hmm. Where, how much, I guess, leeway or how much would you take into consideration or how much would you – run it by a Hall of Fame type of quarterback. Not just a guy, but Russell Wilson going to Hall of Fame. Yeah, he's okay. a Hall of Fame quarterback. Okay. So he's there and he's the icon you know he's you know he's I guess iconic but he's a figurehead. Mm-hmm. How much would you do that? Cuz you have to now. You can't you you I mean like Green Bay. Like you, you know the biggest thing I think what they did with Aaron Rodgers in my opinion is they never I get, I'm sure they took his opinion into it, but they never they never did right by him. Like, I mean, they got lucky because Devontae Adams was the second round. I mean, they never, you know, Donald Driver was a, was a seventh round pick. Jones was a fourth round pick. You know, Jordy, uh, Nelson, Jordy Nelson Nelson was a was second it? or third round pick. I thought he was later than that. Yeah, he might but have he, been. But he balled out. But, again, look at all them dudes that they could have probably drafted, and especially when he needed them. Mm-hmm. So, how much would you do it? I think you sit down with him and, right. you know, get his input. And say, this is what this we're is thinking. What, this is what we're thinking. What do you think? Right. But you don't get the final say. Right, yeah. You, no. Yeah, see, Russell went too far. He He's went, like, Russell wanted to pick the roster. When he Exactly. Yeah. And when he got, got with old girl, he lost his everlasting yeah. mind, as yeah. my grandmother would say. Yeah. She yeah. turned yeah. – yeah. Yeah, she put that Molly Wap But you said. Yeah. But the thing is, because remember, he wanted to go to a bigger market. Yes. All of a sudden. 
it Denver was never on the map. <clears throat> he wanted to go to LA or a New York team. And so, and it was because of marketability and all this other stuff. And so he started to think about other things outside of, out of, outside of football. That's more that he thought that he thought was, was more important or as important, which it is it's not. Now, let me ask you this on a college team, an established Say you got an all Big Ten quarterback, whoever you, you know, whoever he is, and how much do you take his opinion into consider, or, or just all Big Ten players? You know, I'm talking about head coach into consideration, not roster management, but I'm a I would be a big believer of I want to know the pulse of the team if I trust you as a leader. You know what I'm saying? Meaning the quarterback or the, or the just head the, coach? The, the quarterback. If I'm a, or even if I'm a defensive coordinator, and say you my, you know, two year start at middle linebacker or whatever, and you're the leader of the defense, I'm gonna at least have some conversation with you. Number one, because we got we're gonna get this right, mm-hmm. which is the screen, which yes. is obviously on the field. But number two, I want to always know the pulse of the team and what we're feeling. Now, if you start to articulate to me that you want to constantly cut meetings short, don't want to practice, like them conversations ain't there. But if you say, look, man, hey, hey coach. You know, we've been going – I know they don't, they don't do it now, but we've been full pads four days in a row. And the fellas need a break. You know, can you throw us a bone? You know, I, I it's going to be in the back of my mind. Doesn't mean I'm going to do it, but when it when I – it's going to be inching towards the front of my mind to throw you a bone and start to have some checkpoints to do that. Um, do you, Does that happen in college or would you – I think it should, but does it happen in college it or does. not? It, it does. does. I mean – if you, the starting linebacker, and I'm the defensive coordinator, or if I'm the head coach, right, and we have that rapport, right, and you say, "Hey, coach, uh, you know, I think we've been doing well." Right. Things you have to add up for, sure, for me yeah, to take. You can't be out there no. having, having one on practice where you had about 85 busts or nothing like that. Not just you, but the team in general, in general everybody. Right. But everybody's doing what they're supposed to do on and off the field, right? You know what I mean? And we're grinding, and it's late in the season, right? And I see guys getting tired, and you come to me and say, "Hey, coach, you know, you know, we, we've been going since so and so, so and so. We ain't changed. We nothing ain't up. changed nothing up. You know, what about this, this, this? Right. Then I'm gonna keep that in the back of my mind, yeah. and then I may throw you a bone. Right. As long as as long as everybody's on the same page and we're working, working. Right. Guys aren't taking shortcuts. Right. Not going to class. Right. Not doing what they're supposed to do off the field. Now I'm not gonna consider that, but if Guys are doing, for the most part, what they're supposed to do. I'm going to throw you a bone. How important is it? I think it's probably harder in, in college. Now, as a matter of fact, I know it is to separate what we just talked about because it can get, be cloudy, right? You or you, even if you take the canvas of your defensive back rooms or whatever to separate showing you respect, earning your respect back as a coach, you know, mm-hmm. And so we do have that relationship, but then not allowing it to be too friendly because if it's, I feel if it's too friendly and then, and you, then I got to jump it, you know, get off in you. Then you'd be like, we boys, we on the same level. Mm-hmm. Like how do that's probably the hardest thing I think in this day and age for, for coaches to, to juggle, or at least some coaches, some coaches, some coaches to juggle because I think a lot of coaches, I wouldn't say in their lazy mind of thinking, they think if we're buddies, you'll go play for. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When actually, actually, that ain't it. No, we boys. I can 
Now I can take now shortcuts. Now I can really take now some I can serious shortcuts. Sh- serious shortcuts. Right. Because I know nothing's going to happen to right. me because we're boys. Right. The relationship is coach-player. Right. Right? I got your back through with thick what? and thin. Through thick and thin. Right. But I need you to work. Right. I'm going to jump you when I have to jump you. So be ready for it. When I see you taking shortcuts or you're not doing what you're supposed to do, if you're the leader, you need to lead. Right. When I see you start not leading in the right way, then we're going to have some words. Right. So the relationship has already been established. Right. I'm going to be on you like I'm going to be on the, the next guy. Right. So don't think we're buddy, 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 and I can't get on you. Mm-hmm. We go we go have a slice of pizza in, at the training table. We go eat a burger and chill and rap. But it's still a player but, coach. It's player coach. Right. Yeah, I think I think that's huge. But then also I think also you, you you can I always say you can still be player coach, but you can still be I wouldn't say friends cuz I think friends makes it Makes it, makes it better, makes, I, makes but it. you can still be colleagues. Yes. That means you can still laugh about stuff. Yes, you, you know you can kind of you know jab each other. You can laugh about things. Yes, you know it's not just oh here comes coach I got to tighten up, but let's you know you don't got to tighten up when I'm around. But let's look when you know we watching tape, and the light goes off. There you go. This is the This is the most important thing. Yep. Now when it doesn't become the most important thing, then the light guy come on, and then I got to light you up. Yep. Now that is never personal. Never so, personal. And so I think it, it, you know, as a coach or coach is, if they if they do that, then and I think that's what happened with Russ. I think they were first of all, he already has leeway because he's the quarterback. Then the stardom came, and then the consistency, you know, came. And then remember when the Legion of Boom left, mm-hmm. you know, where everybody kind of either retired or signed other places. It became his team, and then he actually led him to the playoffs with like just lock it and, you know, just, you know, piecing together. And they're like, man, you know, how is he still doing it? Well, then he went to kind of super, really superstar status. And then obviously, you know, got married and all that other stuff. Then it started to get cloudy to where he probably started chumming it up with the, with the owner. And then you're looking down at the dudes that are actually your, <laughs> your bosses. And then you end up in Denver. Oh, yeah. And that's how he goes to Denver and, re- and requests an office, a nutritionist, his uh, mental coach and his, you know, media guy come all come with them on, on the road trips. That's how you end up with it. You know, everybody's banging on Denver because it, you know, they, I guess they allowed it. It's Seattle that let that go. Golly. So it started in Seattle. Oh, it ha- oh yeah, it started in and Seattle. And then brought it with them to Denver right. and Denver okayed it. Yeah, they didn't know any better. They're so desperate for a quarterback. For a quarterback. And then, yeah, you're going to get him. But then that's where you've seen the little things, the little things. Missing wide open guys, you know, missing, missing, you know, blitz and, you know, where you're supposed to know that, you know, the guy off the edge is the quarterback's guy. He's looking dead at him and forgetting to go to the hot route. These are things where you start to lose those little, the little edge, right? The little fundamental things that lead to big things. But I will say this, you saw a different Russell Wilson towards the end of the season. I think, I think that coach getting fired towards the end of the season was a wake up call because no matter what your contract status is, okay. You know when a new coach comes in town, coming in, and when you and you know if it, Sean Payton's on there, you know Bill Parcells Jr. just coming because everything's about to change. Yep. So you know what? Let me tighten up and give him something nice to look at the last four or five games. That's what you saw. So it's it's gonna be real. I know Raph is out. I know he's up in Omaha. I'm sure he's probably you know well, up, he's uh, he's loving it right now. He loving that we talk about the Broncos. It. We're gonna end it. We ain't talking about the Broncos no more. No more, Raph. But Russell Wilson has got to stay at you. Have, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna do it like my man Eric Mays. You know what Eric Mays is? Up in Flint, Michigan. He's all over he's all over the internet. He's a, he's the city council. He's trying to get he always telling you got to stop doing this. So you know what we gotta do? We have got to stop talking about the Broncos. <laughs> and we have got to go to break. So Austin, get us to break. 